three? I thought it was four. This is number three, I believe. I believe it's our third episode of the Emirate Podcast. Just us, you know, debating how many episodes we've recorded. Because we're on a bit of a on, on a bit of a Sigma grind set right now. It's been about a week since our last recording, which is pretty impressive. I'm Ed, pronouns they them. I'm joined by the wonderful Red. How are you doing? Oh my god, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm breathing. I had you know what? I had an awful Thursday, but let's just like get into it. Let's just go forward. <laughs> Exactly. You gotta keep keep moving forward. Uh, I watched little. Ho- uh, 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 I can't speak. I watched Rocky Horror Show yesterday to get myself in the mood for Halloween. A true NB classic. It's iconic. We love it. Um and uh, yeah, I hope everyone is having a wonderful week. I hope especially Josh Cavallo's having a wonderful week because two days ago he came out as the first, well, the current only openly gay footballer playing in the Australian league. I really hope a big Premier League club signs him so that he can be in England and I can, you know, get involved. Because Australia's a bit far away at the moment for a grinder matchup, so, you know. <laughs> I mean, grinder isn't that good anyways. Don't get involved in it. I've told you this a billion times, Christ. Well, there Never you go. That is the tea. But Josh, if you're listening, which I doubt you are, I hope you're having a lovely day and we stand. But... This week, we're getting angry. We're getting angry at a lot of stuff. We're getting angry at the LGB Alliance. We're getting angry at the BBC because they both suck ass. Um, so I thought to get started, let's do a quick history check on the LGB Alliance because some people might not know who they are. Here's your quick history lesson, Kitty Winkles. The LGB Alliance, they were, f- they were formed in, I think, 2018 and they, set th- they were set up because Stonewall apparently became a trans group and no longer focus on LGBTQ plus issues or LGB issues, only focus on trans issues, which isn't true. In 2015, they just made the move to be a trans inclusive organization and most of their projects still center around uh, helping lesbians, gay and bisexual people as well, which is great. If you don't know who Stonewall is, Stonewall obviously refers to the Stonewall riots in 1969. Um, you know, absolutely iconic. We, we, you know, love Marsha P. Johnson, absolute queen. Uh, but Stonewall in the UK was founded in 1989 and they've been, you know, were originally interested in like lesbian, gay, bi rights. In 2015, they were like, oh, wait, trans people exist and they're valid. So you can have rights too. And apparently people are angry about that because people are stupid. Uh, and so the LGB Alliance are like, well, they care about trans people and we don't. So we're going to exist. And you know what? We hate them for it. Like, honestly. Just a little bit extra. It's a little bit extra just to be like, wow, we have to look look after another group of people that comes under the like queer. That's so upsetting. I don't like it. We're making our own group now. It's yeah, it is. Like, it grow is, up. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so stupid. And like people love pretending that trans is like, you know, there were lesbian gay people, bi people, and now there's the trans and the NBs. They're this new group trying to sneak. And it's like, bro, we've been existing for ages. Marsha P. Johnson, who literally fucking is the most infamous person associated with Stonewall, is a trans woman. And they've been existing for literal centuries. So, also, lots of trans people and NB people are also, like, lesbian, bi, and gay. So, it's like, even if you Marsha don't... Marsha P. Johnson's them... been around for centuries? Not Marsha P. Johnson. Well, I wish she has. but unfortunately... Marsha P. Johnson's, like... Immortal? Oh, I wish. Is she a vampire? Honestly, how could that be? <laughs> she's just Dio. She's just there. <laughs> Harvesting she's souls. Dio. Oh my lord. Uh, yeah, not uh, quite. Bisexual. Uh, 
bisexual uh, icon. Yeah, sure. but um, I decided to check out the LGB Alliance website because I was like, Do you know what? From what I've read about LGB Alliance, it doesn't look too pretty, but let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're actually wo- focusing really, really hard on actual, you know, LGB issues. And it turns out that was not a good idea. Never give the benefit of the doubt to turf organizations because they're always wrong. And uh, yeah, I looked through their website and honestly, it is quite funny. It is, it's hilarious. I, I do just find the whole thing quite funny. Uh, so I thought we'd do a little deep dive I- into, into all of it. Uh, they've got one section called Myths. As an ancient history student, I was like, hell yeah, we're going to get some Greek myths in here. We're going to get some Perseus. We're going to get, no, there's none of that. Um, all the myths, the first five is just, is literally the first one. LGB Alliance is a hate group. And they just go, no, we're not a hate group because we said so. So we're not a hate group. I so. mean, that's a pretty good standard. Yeah. Uh, like all racists, they could just be like, no, I'm not a racist. I just hate insert racial group. I'm fairly sure that like if the Jack, uh, Jack T. Chick publishing company was just like, oh, we're not a hate group. Does, does that mean that the BBC would not accept them? Like, oh, yeah, 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 it's fine. They're not a hate group. It doesn't matter that, like, multiple countries have them, like, listed as one. It's fine. Yeah, I Canada know. Has... It's so stupid. I mean, literally, in the BBC article, when they mentioned the LGB alliance, and they said, like, the LGB alliance has faced some accusations that they're a hate group. But we spoke to the founder, and they said they weren't a hate group. It's like, the BB... so the BBC, your, 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 you know, good balanced journalism is, we don't think the LGB alliance is a hate group. And when we heard claims about this, we asked that alliance... And they said they weren't a hate group. It's like, well, that's not how that works. Of course, you're not going to say that you're a hate group, are you, if you're trying to get legitimately seen as an existing thing? Um, I stabbed someone to death. I am over their corpse. The police are there to arrest the person that has murdered the person. I, however, just say, no, fam, bro, trust me. I did not murder this person. And you know what? They just accept that because that's how evidence works. Yeah, honestly, a lot of their sources are... A lot of their sources are literally just trust me, bro. The second one, second myth, LGB Alliance is transphobic and is seeking to arrange trans people. We fully support trans people in their struggle for dignity, respect, and a life lived free from bigotry and fear. We don't hate trans people and we wish to see them erased. Let's scroll down to one of their next myths. Uh, Myth, sex is assigned at birth. Our biological sex is determined at conception. When we are born, our sex is observed and recorded. In 19... Basically... The ter- the- so basically, okay, so we don't want to erase trans people, but we do believe that the sex you are, you know, assigned at birth it is like, you know, it doesn't exist. So it's like, we, we don't want to erase trans people, we just don't believe they exist. So how does that work? That feels like a contradiction. Wait, wait that isn't a feeling, that is a fact. They are contradicting themselves. Yeah, exactly. They it's so saying one thing, but also trying to say the other thing at the same time. They're trying to be like, no, we, we don't hate, we don't think that they're real. Exactly, it's so stupid. Um, the other thing that's also really bad, I think on one of their, I think if it's on their, like, on their front page, is they basically say they reject, um, where is it, reality biology? They say, we reject the co-opting of rare medical, yeah, yeah, they, they, they reject the co-opting of rare medical differences in sexual development, i.e., people who are into sex to cast de- doubt on the binary nature of sex so it's like you acknowledge non- uh, you, you acknowledge right that uh intersex people exist but because they're a minority of cases you go 
well, everyone's born a man and a woman. And even though we admit there are instances where that isn't the case, we're just going to reject those because they reject the idea of the gender binary. It's like, well, that's, that's not how that works. Like, gender binary means it can only be one or the other. You can't acknowledge that insects people exist, which disproves the gender binary, and then go, yeah, but gender is binary, though. So, it's like, what? I don't understand them. I just don't. I'm trying to understand what turfs try and mean. They're just constantly on their own shit, and I, I can't. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I'm sorry. It is true. Oh, Honestly, it is. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, they have... So, of their myth section, because I did a quick, you know, research earlier, they have one myth, which is focused on ending homophobia, the myth that says homophobia doesn't exist anymore. So they have one myth where it's like, yeah, we're challenging. Homophobia guys were a legitimate LGB-friendly organization. They have five myths that are about how the LGB alliance isn't funded by the Christian far right and isn't a hate group because they say so. And then they have 10 uh, of their of, of, of the, all the remaining myths. So over two thirds of their myths there are all centered around do trans people exist? And the answer is no, according to them. So it's like you have one actual policy on this page aimed at dealing with tackling homophobia and all the rest of them are aimed at legitimizing your own BS, basically. Um, and that's even getting onto the campaigns. They have six official campaign policies. One of them is to end conversion therapy. And to be fair, you know, we've been quite harsh to the LGB Alliance. So here is a little bit of balanced journalism for you guys. I agree with the LGB Alliance that we should end conversion therapy. Okay? Call me a turf. Call me what you want. I agree. I'm sound clipping that. I'm sound clipping <laughs> Yeah. This is... I agree with the LGB Alliance. Clip. Oh no, I'm in so much trouble. No, uh, but that's balanced journalism for you. I do agree with one of their policies. Their other five is um, all, again, so the vast majority of all their, their, they have six official campaigns on their website, and five of them are all centered around anti-trans stuff. So the first one is uh, Alison, who was a woman who helped set up the LGB Alliance, who um, po po like posted misinformation, like when she set up the website. So Stonewall were like, on Twitter, hello, by the way, some of the stuff that you spread is information. So Alison is suing them and they're saying, hey guys, please support Alison because she said fake stuff on Twitter, allegedly. And, you know, we need support. And then the, all the other ones is about how in the census, they allowed people to identify as trans and non-binary if they wanted to. And they said that that's bad. We shouldn't do that. They're supporting proposed changes to the Gender Recognition Act that aren't allowing uh, non-binary and trans to be like, unofficially recognized gender in the uk uh, in the hate hate crime scotland uh scotland say that you know um like misgendering and you know there can be hate crimes against trans and non-binary people and they're saying that's wrong and basically all their policies are just stopping trans and non-binary people from getting extra protection and none are actually working on improving like lgb people and that's number one takeaway i hear with the lgb alliances oh ed you can't say they're transphobic they're really working to support lesbian gay bi people it's like no Go on their Twitter, all they tweet about is just transphobic stuff. I had to unblock their Twitter just to verify that that's all they're doing, and I can verify that's basically all they're doing. They do have the odd tweet about ending conversion therapy and how we stand with lesbians, but it's basically all, this scientist says trans people bad, so they must be. I love that you had to unblock them. I've got them, I like follow everyone that I hate on Twitter, just so I can like keep up to date on my enemies. Um, Good. And honestly, I'll just I'll just look at it and I'll just be like, mm, mm, 
you're still on your like insanity. We love that. We love that for you. Yeah, going on Twitter is literally the worst. Because like literally every day, I'm like, what transphobic thing is going to be trending today? Is it going to be women have uteruses? Is it going to be like trans men are predators? Like, what is it going to be? And there's always like one or two trending hashtags that are transphobic, and I'm like, brilliant. I love being on this social media platform. It's so much fun. Um, but yeah, my favorite part about the myth section on their page uh, was they did they did have very little um, they did have very little like what's it called citations and stuff um, which was you know always always never a good sign um, like they had what, where was it Hang on, I'm trying to find a specific one that I'm talking about um, oh yeah so there was well what was there there was one that was talking about how puberty poppers don't just press pause on puberty and are fully reversible. And they have a link to the NHS website. And if you click on that link to the NHS website, when it talks about it, it says uh, right at the start, right at the top, uh, this is from, again, the NHS website, which we stand. Um, sorry, let me just scroll down and find it. Uh, where are you? Oh, it says, um, puberty blockers pause the physical changes of puberty. Um, although... G uh, yeah, it's a reversible treatment if stopped. It's not known what the psychological effects may be. So literally, the website that you linked to says, by the way, us NHS doctors agree it is a reversible process and it just temporarily stops puberty. So it's kind of like a self-own. They they really don't check their sources at all, do they? they like, yeah, I mean, they literally don't have any. Like, yeah, they literally have, like, absolutely no sources um uh, which is you know always always never a good sign um they also have one myth which is called children with gender dysphoria uh, the myth children with gender dysphoria are high risk of suicide if they don't transition there are no good studies those studies that exist have been debunked and then all i did was i just searched into google like i, I literally just googled like are like uh kids who are like not given are kids who are like experiencing gender dysphoria but don't receive treatment more or less likely to like experience you know suicide suicide thoughts all that stuff and the first search i got was from the fenway health which was uh, this was from april of this year new study shows transgender people who receive gender affirming surgery are significantly less likely to experience psychological distress or suicidal ideation um it was it was great i just i just loved reading this study it was great it was the biggest um study that's ever been done into this particular thing and it found that transgender people who'd received one or more gender-affirming surgery procedures had a 42% reduction in the odds of experiencing past-month psychological distress, a 35% reduction in their odds of past tobacco smoking, and a 44% reduction in the odds of past-year suicide, suicidal ideation. It was also very interesting because they said that when they allowed, you know, those transgender people to have all the gender-affirming surgery they wanted, that greatly decreased it even further, like positive mental health benefits and even when they were only given like one or two there were still positive like mental health benefits given but if these kids were given proper um like all the gender affirming surgeries they got it would even further improve their mental health so it's like i mean in one google search i just disproved your entire view so <laughs> we we love the complete just like yeah, I'm kind of just like debunked you in your entire, in like in the entirety in like three seconds. Just well, it said the, like the amount. Of... 
it, it said like those studies have been debunked. I mean, this is like a study from April of this year, and they like you know had they linked to the article saying this article debunked, and it's like no, the biggest study ever conducted proves why gender affirming surgery for, pe- for transgender people of all ages is good. And they're like, these have been debunked. And then they don't give any evidence that they've been debunked. They don't say, there was this popular study that suggested it was debunked. Because of course they don't, because they can't say that. Because when medical experts give, you know, transgender people the right to gender affirming surgery, and they feel a lot better psychologically as a result, they can't just debunk it, because that's not how it works. There's just not that much effort going on Turf compound number thirty-two. Is there? Yeah. Um. So that was our. Uh, oh no. Oh wait. Hang on. I forgot the most important part of it, which is uh, a bunch of founders. So there are like you know the founders of like who's in charge of it and um. Those people give Patreon money. All, all yeah. Of, yeah. All of the all the Patreon stands. All of the trustees and the most prolific or, or the most infamous, I suppose, trustee on there is Kathleen Stock. You know Kathleen Stock the. University of Sussex professor who just left her job because all the students were like, she's really transphobic, we don't support her views. Um, I'm a trans person, can you please stop allowing her to like spread transphobic misinformation at a university lecture hall, by the way? So, that's a good look for you. <laughs> uh, not great, not great at all. Um, I kind of just... <sighs> They're boring. I hate them. I hate them so much. Honestly, they're just yeah. like they're like little dumb like idiot children that you just have to like pay attention to. Just like yeah, honey, mm, yeah. It's so annoying. It's like yeah. it's so annoying. The argument is by far the most annoying is when they're like, we support science. It's like, but if you do not, if you think that sex is binary and there is no one and everyone in the population is either born a man or a female and there is not a single exception to that, that is literally not supported by science. If you don't understand what gender is and you don't believe people can change their gender, then you are opposed to science. And that's even more infuriating, right? If they said, we believe this, there's no scientific backing behind it, science actually opposes of you, but we believe it, then I wouldn't actually have that much of a problem with that. I'd be like, you're a dumbass, but that's fine. But it's like, science, don't claim to be on scientist's side when you're not against science's side, all right? That's like fucking... All the people who opposed Galileo being like, yeah, by the way, we're opposing Galileo because of science. At least they were like, because actually they did say that. So, yeah, it's literally the exact same thing. It's, there's not a lot of effort going on. Let's be honest. It's never, there's never anything. It's it's, it feels like early YouTube when there was arguments about literally anything to do with, like, God. It was just... No, trust me, bro. All of their evidence so far has been no, trust me, bro. Trust me, bro. I promise. I, yeah, exactly. I really, I'm, I'm, um, it's never anything different ever, and it's. <laughs> I'm. Str- it's getting to the point where I am going down the same black hole of just saying the same thing over and over again because there is literally nothing I can say that will change their minds because they're fucking deluded. It's like going to a flat earth convention and just being like, guys, who, who wants to come with me on an all-paid expenses trip around the world in an airplane around the globe? Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, at, at some point you just can't really, like, do, do anything. Like, you, you can argue. There's no point arguing with these people. Like, I don't mind arguing with people online who don't understand 
what gender is or they're just confused as to what non-binary identity is and I explain it to them and they're like nice about it but like these people who just don't understand and will not change their opinion even when faced with overwhelming evidences it's just like bro this ain't worth my time uh, I do also want to talk about the LGB Alliance conference which was held I believe some point uh, last month uh, shout out to Katie Montgomery she's a lovely uh, trans woman and YouTuber she spoke to Jen Ives Jen Ives is a trans comedian who really bravely decided she was going to go to the LGB Alliance conference. And um, now, just so I don't get our uh, asses sued, all right, this is alleged information. Jen Ives was there. She had a wire on the whole time. And she said she's going to release the wire when she's like considered illegal options, you know, checked all that stuff out. Um, so, you know, this is a case of he, him said versus she, her said. I wasn't there. I haven't seen the wire. So, you know, this is alleged information. But, um you know she went there she had various discussions with some people some of them were really really lovely but at one point in the conversation she did end up mentioning that she was trans and then allegedly she um ended up getting into an altercation with this man who allegedly called her a nonce and so you know they got into quite a big altercation and eventually she ended up leaving slightly on him like later on in the day which is like obviously not amazing when you're the LGB alliance who love to have like trans people there so they can be like, look guys, we do support trans people. Trans people love us. And then when the only trans person there allegedly gets harassed to the point of leaving, it's like, you know, I don't need to, to spell it out for you, really, do I? Um, that is not great. Of course, one of the people who went to the LGB Alliance conference is Graham Linehan. Uh, I don't know. Oh, if... we love. Yeah. We love so Graham. Graham Linehan was former beloved comedy writer of Father Ted and IT Crowd, turned into absolutely shocking transphobe uh quick trigger warning for uh harassment here um so if you're not happy about that skip over the next minute or so but he got banned on twitter in 2018 and got a harassment warning from the police for harassing a trans woman online he doxed her he tweeted out her dead name constantly referred to her as he him uh throughout the process and in february of this year he joined dating app her and what did he do when he when he joined dating app her uh well i hear you wondering it's uh honestly yeah, it, it, it wasn't very pretty. He went on... I'm trying to find the exact... Word. Oh, yeah. He went on in February of this year. He posed as a trans woman. He shared a bunch of... Like, he, he retweeted a bunch of, like, women who were on the account who he didn't believe to be, like... who To look feminine enough. So, basically, he just doxed a bunch of trans women who, like, hadn't necessarily transitioned. And he was like, you don't look feminine enough. You're not a woman. And, yeah, he wrote on his account... He said he was 29... And he identified as she, her. I'm a lesbian now. It's, an, it's a good thing no one would ever identify as a woman for nefarious purposes. It never happens. I'll let you know if I meet any funny lesbians like this cutie. Is he, like me, taking the piss? Who knows? That's the joy of self-ID. Which is, like, absolutely huge yikes. Don't go onto, like, a feminine dating app and, like, do that. Which is, yeah, just a huge yikes. And he was at the LGB Alliance conference, which is, like, brilliant. He... I don't know if you've ever seen this, but I'm sure someone will have heard of this. The um, the H bomber guy um stream with um, where they were raising money for the trans charity mermaids, and it was literally all started because Graham Linehan um got a trans uh, got the trans charity mermaids, which was being going to be given like five hundred thousand pounds. Um, they. He essentially basically got that to stop, and he 
they basically raised like more than five hundred thousand pounds for this trans charity, which is really great. But uh, it's all stuff because Graham Linehan is a little shit. Yeah, we hate him, and he was a conference, which is a you know a big like just just a big yikes. He's he's one of the people that supports it, and obviously we're we're not the biggest fan of him. I just wanted to mention the LGBT Alliance conference and shout out Jen Ives. You know, shout out some iconic trans people that we absolutely love. Uh, so check out Katie Montgomery on YouTube. Check out Jen Ives. Uh, she's got tons of comedy shows. She's touring. Check her Twitter for the latest updates on that if you want to follow more trans people. Uh, now we're talking on to sort of the main event, although we have been chatting on this one for, for quite a fair while. Uh, like I said, I'm going to get very angry about this because, well, it's pissing me off. And this one on Tuesday is um, a BBC article that at best is very, very lazy journalism. At worst, is part of an active anti-trans agenda. You've probably all seen it and probably all heard about it now because it is absolutely shocking. Um, it is the famous article written by Carolyn Rowidge, which is uh, lesbians feel pressured into sex by some trans women. And having done the research for it, it is a absolute monumental yikes. It is pretty shocking stuff. I watched a great YouTube video again from a, a, a trans creator, uh, Verity, Verity Bitchy on YouTube. She's really good. Check her out as well. She made a number of great points uh, in this video. Um, I believe two weeks ago, the BBC were criticised in an open letter by a former employee for failing to reach the highest editorial standpoints when it comes to trans issues, focusing on niche concerns instead of real problems facing trans people and publicising false info from anti-trans groups as fact, which basically sums up exactly what happened in this article perfectly well. Um, yeah, so, you know, Kathleen Rowage, she tweeted out like just over a year ago, that she started to make this article. So you think, right, this woman, she's been doing investigative journalism for like 18 months now. She will find plenty of anecdotes, plenty of sources. This information will be really good. It'll be really backed up. She finds, th I think it's five testimonies and she takes a survey from an active anti-trans group as her evidence. Yikes. They, I don't understand, first of all, how it took how big is the article? Because I haven't actually seen it. It's a BBC article. I don't know how many words or anything it is. Um, but it, it's, it's relatively long. It was two days ago when we were recording this. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty shocking. Though. Like, they just couldn't get... Yeah, it's, it's just a massive, massive yikes. And the BBC are standing behind it, aren't they? Yeah, the BBC are, like, backing it. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's, like, trigger warning for, you know, massive transphobia throughout the article. But I'm just going to read it out. And, you know, take away the, the, the main points. Right at the start, the very first line of the article is a classic um, transphobic dog whistle. Is a lesbian transphobic if she doesn't want to have sex with trans women? Which is like the classic thing. If, a, if you know, I'm speaking to this girl and she's really, really cute, then I go back to her place and I find out she's got a penis and I don't sleep with her. Am I transphobic? It's like, well, it depends. It's all about genitalia preference. If you don't like penis or vagina, for that matter, and that person you know, you discover later on through your conversation or whatever that they have that genitalia. And so you say, I'm not interested in that genitalia. And that's why it ends. That's completely fine. It's like how it's not homophobic to not want to have sex with a gay man if you don't like dick. I mean, you're silly, in my opinion. But, you know, it, it's it's not homophobic. It depends on the dick. It depends on the dick. It does, yeah, that's <laughs> also a very good point. But it's like, you know, it's all about genitalia. If the reason why you don't like that person is because, one, you're not sexually attracted to, like, men or, like, you just don't like that genitalia, then that's fine. If you're like, I'm not going to have sex with you specifically because you are trans and that makes me disgusting, then that is transphobic. And, you know, it sets the article off on a bad note when the very first article is like, 
leaning into transphobic stuff. Um, yeah, it was three. It was, it was, it was very, very biased. It was five alleged tests. It was three anonymous cis lesbians came forward with a testimony, and five alleged testimonies from anti-trans groups. Um, the article itself admits that essentially it's very, very hard to find any research on it because not that research has been done. Only one survey so far in regards to how many, you know, other women and lesbians are suffering from this particular thing. And he also, the article also acknowledges that it's like a minor, that it seems to be a minority of cases whereby, you know, trans women are pressuring people into sex. So it's like you're focusing on a very small minority of the trans population, which are already a very small minority. So maybe don't make your headline so misleading then, please. Thanks. Yeah, it's not great. There's like no effort put into the article. A lot of this stuff, there's a common theme. There's no effort, like with the LGB alliance stuff, there's no effort into actually putting, um, like finding sources or saying what things have been debunked or what hasn't. And then with this, there's no effort because they just don't have the evidence. So they just make it up. And because they're making it up, there's little to nothing there. Yeah, here's the thing. And the other thing that's like really frustrating is the LGB Alliance, in my opinion, again, this is my personal opinion, not an objective fact. If you look at their policies, it's focusing far, far more, pretty much overwhelmingly on anti-trans policies and doing actually, in terms of the majority of their policies, not very many of them are like helping out actual LGBT people. So if you want to be more legitimized as like an organization, you should focus way more first on like lesbian, gay, and bi people, and like promoting all that stuff, and focus less effort into that. It's like you're not even making that much effort to support LGB people, so why do you think they're going to support you as an organization? And it's like this article is just super lazy, and they don't seem to put in like that much evidence to to fact checking. And this is like the BBC we're talking about. If this was the Daily Mail or the Sun, I wouldn't have any complaints because we know that they're absolute shite. All right, in my opinion, again, don't see my ass. But like, this actually upset me because I really like the BBC. I, you know, they're great. They're like the number one, you know, um, like media place in the country. I think they're very, very good. Some people say they have left-leaning bias, right-leaning bias, but I think they are still pretty good. And I do respect them for making an effort to be like non-biased as much as possible, wherever possible. But over the past 18 months, I've come to the conclusion that when it comes to social justice issues like this, you can't play both sides of the debate in this discussion. You can't say we trans people are valid, if someone identifies as trans, then they are trans and that's fine and you shouldn't discriminate against them for it. And also say, yeah, but by the way, um, some trans women are trying to pressure lesbians into sex and use anti-trans organizations and spread misinformation as fact and publish it on your website because this has real world consequences and it screws over trans people. Like, you can't be on both sides of this because people fucking die. Like, transphobic hate crimes are, have quadrupled since, since 2015, 2016 because of so much more anti-trans rhetoric. And you're a part of this. Like, you can't play both sides when it's someone's life you're dealing with. It's the same thing with, like, BLM. You can't be like, this is a great organization, we love it and we support it, but also we saw some people looting. So actually, BLM's awful and we hate it. It's like, you can't do that. When it comes to social justice issues, in my opinion, they should come down on one side or the other. You know, you can't try and play both sides of the debate. And in this case scenario, they're trying to play both sides of the debate and are fucking coming off as transphobes because they are transphobic, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Um, it and is yet, not good. <laughs> focusing on their article, they also did a survey and the survey is the worst part of the group. It's uh, the survey was an internet poll done by the anti-trans group, get the L out of LGBT 
they are an anti-trans group who believe that lesbians are being left behind uh and like you know people are because like society is male dominated they're focusing on the interests of like gay and bi men and not really on the interests of lesbians they want to live in a like society free of like basically any men um which is kind of based in some ways uh but yeah basically it went out to all the people like on their social media handles which was roughly 80 people and the get the l out of lgbt we know is incredibly anti-trans because on this you know survey they had to do a number of questions like for example do you believe trans women are women 87.5 percent of them said no uh do you would you date a trans woman 98.8 percent of that group said they wouldn't date a trans woman and um 95 percent of them said trans women can't be lesbian so they are openly so this this survey is from an openly transphobic group a group that already does not believe that trans women are real women which is false um and they got a survey of 80 lesbians who were already transphobic and asked if they felt pressured into sex by uh transgender women and it was 56 percent of the 30 so 30 uh, of the 60 so 32 people out of this 60 people that were like interviewed reported being pressured or coerced to accept a trans woman as a partner which is you know very clearly incredibly unreliable evidence the bbc doesn't mention any of the stuff like it already comes from a transphobic organization uh it's also pretty bad but the other thing right is it's like it doesn't deal with have you spoken to someone in real life and you have a conversation you're both women you're both chatting you're vibing and then this person goes i'm a trans woman by the way oh i'm not going to date you oh you're transphobic you have to date me no it's online interaction which as verily makes in the video is a really valid point because like if it's an online interaction, this w wouldn't happen, right? If you're chatting to someone online and for whatever reason, be it you find out that they're a trans person, you're transphobic, or be it you just don't really like him very much. Do you know what you'd say? Sorry, I just, just think we'd work out better off as friends. Sorry, I don't want to meet up and go on a date with him. You wouldn't be pressured into sex by them online. You just stop talking to them and then the situation goes away. Like literally, that's how it works. It's like, it's, it's so, just, it's, it's, it's literally a non-problem. It's, they're creating problems because they need to create problems. Because if there's no problem, then their entire movement is bullshit. Yeah, um, it's like, well, it's, it's, it's all about, like, dividing stuff. So as the LGBTQ plus community, we should be aware there's more anti-trans bills, more anti-LGBTQ bills, like the bill that was passed in the Italian Senate yesterday, which did not, which, sorry, didn't pass in the Italian Senate yesterday, which uh, means that, like, LGBTQ lgbtq plus people being hate crimed isn't considered an official crime in italy you know even though there's increasing legislation that's homophobic and transphobic and we should all be like let's fucking get together and protest this instead they're splitting us apart so we're arguing about whether or not trans women are women when we already know they are it's like just trans people have the same interests as every other member of the lgbtq plus community so let's all work together and ensure we all have rights rather than just focusing on whether or not you know other like members of, of our own community should have rights because then it just means that there's no meaningful change brought about and it's so fucking frustrating there will never be grand and systemic change within our uh, within lbgt rights until we can all come together on issues and when issues like this are constantly just shat on by Small groups, granted, like the LGB Alliance, like dumbasses of BBC that decide to fucking not, like, actually get sources or do things correctly. 
it ruins everything for everyone else. And it's not good. It's not fun. It's not kosher. Um, and this is the crux of the problem. Once the, if, if these, if we want changes, then we need to make changes within our own group, effectively. Exactly. It's so, it, it, yeah, it, it's so frustrating. But, like, yeah, the whole article is just absolutely awful, as, as I think I've done a fairly decent job of showing. Like, it portrays an already niche problem, uses, like, loses statistics pretty much exclusively from anti-trans groups. Its only, like, message is we don't like trans people and we don't want them to be part of the community. And then they tried to balance it out very well, but not really very well at all, because the author said that she wanted to show both sides of the debate, but no one on the pro-trans side of the debate wanted to talk to her because they were too frightened. If an already small minority, because the trans community is smaller than the lesbian community, if an already small community does not want to talk to you because they are afraid, maybe you should think, is this a good thing? Is this article a positive thing? Like, you approach trans people and were like, I'm doing an article on why lesbians think that some trans people are pressuring them into having sex. Can I have your thoughts on it? Like, if they're too scared to give their opinion on it, that's not a fucking good sign, my guy. You had a year to review this shit, and you were just like, no. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do anything. It is just super sad. Also, it's hella frustrating, because the rhetoric after this was posted, right, even though 32% out of 60 transphobic people on a transphobic website said that they've been pressured into sex by um by trans women everyone's like yeah this is true trans women are clearly predators and they're clearly a problem and they're clearly bad but when 97 percent of women have been sexually assaulted by men the rhetoric is not all men so even in this scenario right where we know that the vast majority of men are sexually assaulting women we're like no actually they're not part of the problem it's not everyone you shouldn't tarnish everyone with the same brush but when a minority of trans people are allegedly um you know har uh harassing women lesbian women for sex which by the way is is wrong and still not something that should be good at all that is clearly something that is obvious and you know clear about the entire trans community it's like it's just fucking bullshit and again it's just like fucking what a surprise that like the straight white men are like escaping getting any fucking responsibility for their actions Am I surprised? No. Water is also wet. Actually, water isn't wet. Oh, we're not going into this right now. Okay. Let's interesting. Let's um, you know, keep talking. I know I've been rambling on for a while, <laughs> but the main point of why this is bad is the LGB Alliance. Basically, I literally deliberately set up as an alternative to Stonewall. Right. And what that is, is it means like there's two alternative ideologies, Stonewall, who are trans inclusive and the LGB Alliance. And right now it's being seemed as you can either support one or the other. Earlier on, BBC was put under some pressure to leave the Stonewall diversity program, which I believe they have done um, because they accused Stonewall of pursuing their own agenda, which was, you know, being trans inclusive and like trying to encourage people to use personal pronouns and all that, you know, stuff that's really important. Um, and yet here they are, the BBC, writing an article that is anti-trans and, you know, got an agenda. And the LGB Alliance also have an agenda. It's like both groups are talking about human rights. One group is saying that trans people deserve them. One group is saying trans people don't. That is an agenda for both of them. Their agenda is either give trans people rights or don't. You can't leave one group because they have an agenda to join another group and then go they don't have an agenda. 
They both do. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. There's, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's... I don't really have much to say about transphobic idiots because there's not much to say. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's true. It's, like, so bad. But also, as I said, as I've shown earlier on with my deep dive of the LGBT alliance, pretty much all their policies are just focused on, like, trans people bad, and that's bad. They aren't really doing that much to legitimately help out LGBT people. That's why so many LGBTQ plus organizations like Mermaids and Stonewall have said we don't want the LGBT alliance to receive their charity status. And, like, the thing is, is why the LGBT alliance is great for people is because now the BBC and politicians and all that stuff can stop pretending they care about trans people. Like, the BBC joins the Stonewall Diversity Program. Stonewall, which is the best, you know, in the country for giving LGBTQ plus teens rights, giving LGBTQ plus people, like, like help with gender dysphoria and all that stuff, education for people on how to deal with, like, trans people, how to make it more accepted, more inclusive. And instead of, you know, actually pretending that they give a shit about trans people, they can support the LGB Alliance, which is allegedly still, you know, supportive of lesbian, gay, and bi people, but clearly now they don't have to pretend to give a shit about trans people. And there's so many MPs who've come out in support of the LGB Alliance, and there's, you know, it, 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 it's just really sad, because, you know, now the BBC can stop pretending to give a shit about trans people, and can keep being anti-trans, and, you know, can still apparently support, like, the LGB Alliance is bad because it's literally an anti-trans group, but as TWFs are so good at doing, they love changing their rhetoric and saying, we aren't anti-trans. What we are is we're pro-LGBT. No, they're not. They're anti-trans and everything, but they're gaslighting everyone into thinking they're pro-LGB. So if enough of the general public believes the LGB Alliance is a pro-LGBTQ plus organization when it's actually transphobic, which means trans people don't get those rights and the politicians don't want to look great because they're supporting an LGBTQ plus organization and they don't have to care about trans people, then win-win. And it just sucks ass because, you know, as I said, I love the BBC and this is a huge, huge axe. It's a huge, huge axe. At best, it's incredibly lazy journalism where they didn't do enough to speak to the other side and, you know, didn't make do too much to, like, counter it because, of course, they couldn't counter the other side. So, sorry for rambling on for quite a while. Brad, I know you've not been chatting too much because what really can you say? But I want to talk a little bit more about some happy stuff. Now, coming on to the, to the final section for today, which is gays who've inspired us. Red, do you have any queer icons, fictional, in real life? Um, literally, the only, like, you know, the way that we organise this is that one of the, um, is that Ed will find a list of topics and they will sort all of this out. Um, and then I see gay heroes in the, one of the headings and I'm just like, eh, I don't really have that many gay heroes. Like, at the moment, I guess I'd have to say Lil Nas X, because he's like... True, we do love Lil Nas he's X. He's so wonderful. He's, yeah, he's strange. I wish um, I could own I wish I could own conservatives on Twitter like he could. Honestly, that's the dream. Honestly, just get better at it. <laughs> I sh- honestly should, yeah. Just, I'm too bad at I keep su- I suck too much ass interacting with Turfs. One day I'll get on his level. Literally, his interaction with Boo Boo Bennett is just the funniest thing of all time. Just what an absolute icon. I honestly love him. Yeah, that's that's all I can really say. Lil Nas X, he's 22. He's an absolute god. Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday. Motherfucker's 22. Like, he's only a few years older than us. And my guy is like, if I'm like that when I'm 22, bro, 
I'm gonna be trying to sleep with everyone on a reel because that man is unbelievable. And he's 22. He's 22, and he's like got the album of the fucking year in my opinion. And he's like fucking got like so many songs platinum. He's like a billionaire, and he's funny as shit, and he's hot. Like what the hell? He's got to be like got a tiny knob or something, because otherwise that man's literally perfect. <laughs> Just waiting for the nude leaks, just waiting for them. Yeah, the, the, the nude leaks are just awful. It's like, I'm, oh, makes sense. He's literally not immortal. Um, they're, they're just around the corner always. We know the man is on Grinder, so we know eventually it will happen. <laughs> Probably. Um, yeah, Red, actually, you were, you were my gay hero, Red. So, um... Oh, <laughs> Don't return the favour. Brilliant. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm more like everyone's queer villain, I think, because I'm just awful. <laughs> yep. Uh, mine, I feel like mine are very mainstream though, which is quite sad. But you know what? They still inspire me. I still love them. Uh, Christy Chaplaka, I don't know how you pronounce her surname. I'm very sorry if I butchered that, Bestie. You know, she's like the bimboo girl on like all social media platforms. Absolute queen. We love her. Bio icon. She's hilarious. Uh, Matt XIV, Matt the 14th. I don't think he's using Roman numerals in his name. Anyway, he's probably the most well known, like, or one of the most well known, like, queer people on instagram he's always making really good informative posts uh like that i'm always sharing on my instagram um yeah he's just great absolutely love him uh another one for me i'd say probably have to be jamie windust he's uh, a wonderful non-binary person uh my brother gave me his book to read last year and ever since then i've been very interested in their career and following them so shout out to my brother for that yeah he's pretty cool uh, sorry they're pretty cool they use their pronouns literally oopsie daisy um so I absolutely adore him. And that's basically it. It's been a bit of a long ass, you know, rambly chat chat. But I hope you've enjoyed listening to it anyway. You know, we've been talking. We've been getting if angry. You haven't, if you haven't enjoyed it, then I'll just break into your home. And you know what? I'll take one of your kneecaps. I'll, I'll collect it. I mean, at this point, you basically have to, don't you? Because you can I just know. sneak out. Um, hmm. So there you go. This is episode three. Also, quick shout out. I finally made an Instagram for it, which I should have done ages ago. After this episode goes live, which we'll be, you know, doing right now, uh, I'll be posting it up everywhere. So I'll be, you know, putting it on my main. So if you follow me on that, go check it out. It's quite simple. It's literally just NB Rage on Spotify. You'll probably find it. I'll have like a little thing that says like, new po- podcast episode uploaded. It'll be very exciting. From next week on, I'll be asking you for questions. No, I'll be asking you for, like, section advice, all that stuff. So if there's anything you want to talk about that we haven't talked about, let us know, and we'll actually be able to get back to you from next week. Uh, Apologies for taking so long to do it. I'm a stupid idiot, so it's my fault. Um, But, yeah. Actually, it's my fault. Ed will take the blame onto themselves, but I literally always am just like, I have no effort today. I cannot do anything. Today's been kind of one of those days. So that's why I've kind of been like a quiet bitch hiding in the corner. But yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It, you know, trans people. So, I mean, I think it went well today though, because I was just hella angry and I'm always angry. So it like works out. Well done. You let it out. This has been a. Yeah. Like, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a it's like a low key therapy yeah. session for both of us. Um, so Aww. thank you very much for listening to episode three, four, 50. We'll work out which it is by the time this episode goes live. We'll have another one. It's a similar time next week. And, um, yeah, we'll see you then. Bye, besties. Ciao.